0: The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is
1: a Podcast Now production.
0: You can be as graphic as you like. We talk about anal, it's fine. Oh, okay. love bites a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about for our bonus episode we have a very special guest health coach mr phil anthony phil and i met back in 2019 oh my god that's so weird at the notorious phuket cleanse which we'll come on to in a second phil gave an inspiring talk about self-motivation and health and from that day we remained friends Phil gives incredible advice on weight loss, gut and nutrition health for both men and women, and he is one of the kindest and most charismatic people I've ever met. So welcome Phil. I love that little introduction. I Everyone love it. That, whenever someone comes on as a guest, they love their introduction. I think people, people are like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I
1: think people don't realize that actually that's the first time we're hearing it. And so when you hear it, you're just smiling. Lovely. I know
0: so whenever I've done an introduction for people we have this um we have this relationship coach she's been a guest quite a few times called Lisa and whenever I do her introduction she's just like oh my god I'm gonna cry because <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to hear people say like I don't know oh. like introduce you like nice things as well well
1: the thing is usually people wait until your like funeral to say nice things <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite nice to hear it
0: like you're still alive,
1: right
0: um so Phil let's go back and just like let's introduce you properly from your words Um, So you and I met at Phuket Cleanse. So Phuket Cleanse, we'll come on to that in a second. But let's talk about what you do, like your kind of, basically, what do you do? And explain to us who you are, and then we'll kind of...
1: Yeah, so basically, I love taking people from A to B. I love taking them from where they're at in their health and wellness at the moment and upgrading it. So I think you can always be better. And this is what I've done for the last eight to nine years is literally going into people's health, their mindset, their relationships, all aspects of their life and just upgrading. Right now, I focus more on biomarkers and health and gut health and hormones because I think physical health is really tied to you know mental health and how you feel and your energy levels but actually all the access points whether it's mindset, gut, hormones, lifestyle, business they all have a part to play Uh, but right now my main focus is around Mm. and it's just such a rewarding job to see people just feel good again.
0: So I always find this really interesting so I think that it's really interesting that you look at like other aspects of like like a healthy, I think this like, also there's such a buzzword, wellness, hashtag wellness. And like, if we look at like someone's health and it's interesting that you say you look at different avenues. So it's like where they are in their business or where they are in their relationship. Do you often find that one impacts the other? Like, obviously it does, but like if someone has a healthy functioning relationship with their partner or husband or whoever, they are, do you see that they are sometimes healthier or less healthy? Because it can flip both ways, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the way I like to look at it is if you took the word productivity, like all of us want to be productive, right? Mm. In all areas of our life, we don't want to waste time or energy. Uh, maybe you've got that person in your life that just wastes time and you're not, you're not at your best. So, in all areas of your life, you want to be productive. But what's the equation for productivity? For me, it's really simple. It's your energy times your ability to focus or work Mm -hmm. hard. So if I can improve your energy and get you feeling great, your focus actually kind of, and your ability to work and the skills you have are kind of, let's look at them as kind of fixed thing. Well, if you multiply those two numbers out of 10, that's your productivity score. So if, if, for example, like in your business, it's going really well, tends to be if you're over-prioritizing it and your health becomes something you neglect.
0: Hi, I think that's, that's what I lo- do. I think that's a lot of people, yeah. right?
1: Then, then it becomes this out-of-balance system. So for me, most of my clients, the ones that are the most consistent, the ones that achieve long-term results, they're not, op- they're not peak at any one of the areas, but they're pretty high mm. in all of the areas. And so for me, that's optimal health. So if you're like obsessed with your partner, well, your health might go out the window. If you're obsessed in your business, maybe your relationship won't get much focus. If you're obsessed with money, um, then maybe you're not paying attention to your relationships and your friendships. So I think it's this case of all of us, optimal means something different for all of us. and, And seasonal as well, like For three months, you might focus on your business. For three months, you might focus Mm. on your health. For three months, and make them top, top priority. And you've got to kind of find your flow. And I see it time and time again, people who are super, super high achievers in work, for example, don't put that much effort into their relationships and into Mm. their health. But without health and without good relationships, your energy is going to be low. So your productivity will be low. And so your business productivity Mm. will be low. So it's a super individual kind of equation, but I think in all areas, we need to think to ourselves, well, how can we just be a bit better in all of those areas, not all at the same time necessarily, and achieve that balance?
0: I feel like that resonates so much with me because I often find, I'm sure many people listening will feel the same, is I Dubai has like from September to Christmas has this like major blow up where everyone is so busy and everyone's like glorifying being busy. And I'm so busy at the moment. And I've noticed that my like working out and like eating well, it just becomes secondary. But I really liked what you're saying that it's it's like, it goes in peaks and troughs of like three months, it's gonna be like this, but then maybe in three months time I can prioritize it. And I feel like that's not said enough. I feel like we're conditioned to feel Guilty if we're not, if we haven't worked out for like a week because we've been really busy and we have been prioritizing other things. And I think that do you feel like in our society, and this is actually something I. Chatted about with my friend who's a PT, did an episode about diet culture. We'll come on to that in a second because I know that you have a thing about no fad diets. And also, people have been asking loads of questions. So, I really want to ask you as well is that our society, we are conditioned to constantly be busy. And if we're not being busy, we're not being productive. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is also super dangerous that on a weekend, if I'm not doing anything, which I have no plans, I'll feel guilty doing absolutely nothing. But I know that I need that to recharge for the week and be productive. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think about our like society conditioning? I'm sure you have lots of thoughts on that.
1: Absolutely. So this idea that you constantly have to be better and grow and keep climbing the ladder, whatever area that is, I actually think if you were to kind of take time and energy as these fixed quantities well you've just got to allocate them in different areas you you've only got the same 24 hours as the rest of us Mm. now if you're pushing it incredibly hard at work well like with anything you need a break you need Mm. to recharge and so it's just being aware of like you know you're only human mm. and if you're not giving yourself those daily moments throughout the day or maybe in the evenings to kind of recharge and recenter then probably by the weekend you're just going to want to veg out on the sofa mm. we shouldn't feel guilty for that but we can say to ourselves, is that optimal for me mm. is me sitting on the couch for 24 hours watching Netflix is does that work for me does that put me in a better state and yesterday for some people it will be a yes for some people it will be a no you really got to find your flow
0: how would you how would you give like if it was me for example and i didn't like i know exactly what makes works for me which is being by myself i'm like you posted that Uh, Phil posts this incredible like introvert uh, um post we'll come on to in a sec but like I'm a massive introverted extrovert I recharge by being by myself and like going for a walk or going to a gym class by myself I know what works for me but if someone didn't know if they try like going for a workout or like go sitting on the sofa and they're just still not feeling like 100% recharged how would you help them to find I know it's quite difficult because it's such a personal thing, but what would you say? Yeah, so
1: what I do when I work with any person to start with, I just kind of audit what they already do. Right. So let's say I I used to be a consultant. So as a consultant, I would go into a business and be like, what's currently going on? Before I give them any solution, before I give them any strategy, I just want to see what the lay of the land is, right? Mm -hmm. Same with clients. I just get them to write everything down, write down their timings, write down their food, write down their sport, write down down if they have social meetings or whatever. And then we review it together Mm -hmm. and we say, well, did this activity or did this food nourish you, energize you, or did it make you sleepy or did it drain you? So for example, let's say um, you, you eat your food and then all of a sudden you have these massive sugar cravings. Often that's a case of Whatever you were doing before that shit craving put you on a massive high, then gave you a massive drop. Maybe it was a conversation that was really depressing. So you needed a pick me up. Mm. So we're trying to play detectives as to why you feel what the way you do. And so if you don't, if you're listening to this and you currently don't know what energize you or what drains you literally write everything down that you do yeah. and kind of assess it and say, at the end of the week, look for trends and say, look, I didn't sleep well that night and look how I ate the next day. Or look, I I went out with my friends it was a really kind of toxic conversation and then I came home and just ate a big bowl of ice cream. Like, look for clues as to what energizes you and what, what doesn't. One big thing is, I notice, when people make good decisions on their food and their sleep and things like that, I notice they're also making really good decisions on that the people they're surrounding themselves with mm. because nutrition isn't just what you eat. It's what you consume. It's what you're looking at on your phone. It's what's uh, the conversations around you. And what I try to work with my clients on is looking at their life as nourishment. Like what's nourishing you. Food is something that nourishes you. Conversations mm. can be something that nourish you. Uh, being in the sun can be something that Mm. nourishes you working on your creative projects could be something that nourishes you. People who are nourished, make better decisions in Mm. all aspects of their life. Why? Because you've got the energy to, Mm. if you're currently feeling depleted, I would probably recommend just standing back, writing everything down and seeing where you're kind of leaking that energy. Mm. But nourishment is the is the key. And that, you know, when I work with people on their diet and nutrition, it's all about nourishment.
0: And I think that's super interesting that because I think that a lot of the time, definitely when like I've spoken to PTs or people in the fitness industry, we concentrate so much of our time about nourishing ourselves with food and exercise. Well, actually, I think that's really interesting what you say about nourishing yourselves through other people. Like I know that I have a set of friends that are my closest, like the core friends that bring me peace, like what you said, and they energize me. Whereas some people, I feel a bit like they're sucking the energy out. Sometimes that can happen at work and like you, it can't be helped. And I think that especially as like human beings in our generation, we spend a lot of our energy, like, I don't know, not jealousy. Well, I guess it is a lot of jealousy of other people, like putting people down, which, takes a lot of energy out and I think that you can often stop yourself from doing that and you probably feel better and more energized by not bitching about someone it is hard we all do it whatever we all gossip fine but is that like in terms of like health in terms of like mental because I guess like this is basically mental health as well and then that I guess impacts your nourishment of your body as well because I think that was really interesting what you just said by the way about like if you had a conversation at work that you weren't it like drained you or you felt like super stressed by it and then you went and had a sugar craving is that a thing 100%
1: okay I didn't know that Okay, girl. No, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rock the
0: world. Go for it, go for it. Cause I had a really bad sugar craving yesterday. What did I have for lunch? I think I had a really nourish. I think I had a pretty good lunch. And then I, I got this like mad sugar craving. Um actually it was two days ago. I had a really bad sugar craving. Um and I I did like I ended up having a donut or something. I wasn't, I can't remember what happened, but I found that really weird because I did look back and I was like, what have I eaten today? Like, I think I had, like, a pretty protein-heavy breakfast. I didn't have anything that would have spiked mm. my sugar levels. But... Oh, yeah, I'm going Okay, tell me if you interested me.
1: Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Think of it like this. The body is always doing what it can to keep you alive and to yeah. keep you in a thriving state. So everything within you is doing its best. So if you were to, like... Say you worked out really hard and you're a bit tired and you kind of felt really low energy. What do you think your body would crave to lift you out of that state? So you're really mm. tired. You've got no energy. How, how would I bring you back
0: up? Well, sugar, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. OK, so let's go to the extreme. Let's say you've just fainted. You've got no energy. Mm-hmm. You're collapsed on the floor. If I was a medical professional and I saw you, I would go straight ahead and give you glucose to lift your blood sugar back up, to give you energy. So number one, that's exactly the right response, right? When you're depleted, your body is craving sugar to give you the energy to get away and to pick yourself up and to run away from whatever dangers ahead, right? Let's say you have an argument with your boyfriend. Mm. It's a really bad argument. Your body goes into this stressed state. So when your body's in a stressed state, it's gonna, it wants to fight. It wants to run away or fight. So what do you think, energy-wise, it needs to put up a good fight? Sugar. Exactly.
0: Mm.
1: So if your body is mentally emotionally or physically stressed, you will crave sugar. This is hormonal.
0: Wow.
1: Wait for it, wait for this. As a female, when you're on your period, (coughs) do you have more cravings?
0: 100% about to get my period, I'm just craving like crazy. Because
1: your body is under stress. Let's say I stayed up really late and woke up the next day and I only had like three hours sleep. My body is stressed. Mm. What does it crave? a really bloody sugary breakfast. Mm. Let's say I'm going through the day and I'm a bit tired, can't focus. What do I crave? A sugary coffee with a donut Mm -hmm. to lift me out of that state. So the body is always craving what can bring it back into balance. Mm. So the key isn't to just ignore the hormones. Actually, we need to play with them and say, right, the body is wanting this to keep me in balance, but why is it out of balance to begin with? right that's the key to nutrition the calorie equation is just something we use it's you know from a lab from a you know weighing food out and measuring but really we need to get to the real root which is we as a society are the most stressed we ever have been physically emotionally and mentally Mm. if we solve this we solve the nutrition problem we solve because we're getting to the why So people that are happy, that are not so stressed, we don't want to just be sat doing nothing and just like no stress, we Mm. want the right level of stress. So people that have that lifestyle make better decisions because we're not reactive. We're not just suddenly like depleted on the ground and just needing that pick me up. We're eating like, you know what? I could eat right now, I I feel good. And when I work with a client and get their energy levels balanced, then the hormones become in balance. And when the hormones get in balance, then you make the right decisions. Mm. So, females, all of you that are listening that are female, the hormones need to be really looked after and really mm. balanced. Anything can take them off. So, a big argument, your period, stress at work, even overtraining. All the time, a lot of a lot of women I work with overtrain. I'm like your your training is taking your system out of balance, so you're overtraining the body. Uh, the way I like to view it is, the body is like a house, and in your house you have staff that look after the house. The hormones are the staff; mm. they decide how the house is performing. All the nutritional aspects protein, fat, fiber, micronutrients, vitamin, minerals. They're just the guests that walk through Mm. the door. It's the staff that decide what happens with them. So if you don't sleep well, the staff in your house get pissed off. If you're bringing in all this confrontation and big arguments, the staff in your house get pissed Mm. off and they don't perform well. So 100%, if your energy levels are up and down, up and down, you can't focus, you're not sleeping well, the problem isn't just your nutrition. You need to take a holistic view of all the different things that could be stressing you physically, mentally, or emotionally. Okay. I'm I've, I've working with one client at the moment. She's lost 10 kilos in the last like 11 or 12 weeks. Amazing job. Her blood sugars are still high. And she's like, Phil, we've, we've solved our nutrition. Like it's really good. Like, you know, I'm eating really well. My blood sugars are still high in the morning. Why? I don't get it. I said, because your stress levels are still high mm. you're not sleeping well she's a mother she's got two right. kids she's not sleeping well she's like my sleep can have such a big effect on my blood sugar
0: that's mad I, that's amazing because, makes sense though it makes sense right
1: mm. because your body wants to give you the energy to fight the fight mm. which is you're not sleeping properly the body thinks it's under attack do you ever get bloated all the time do you get bloated from foods
0: Sometimes okay. I get bloated from foods, specific ones.
1: Do you get bloated during your period? Yes. Do you get bloated maybe after an argument or when you're really stressed at work?
0: I get bloated weirdly when I've done a spin after I've done a spin class.
1: Okay, listen to this. All those examples that we just listed, mm. random, but I think a lot of people have <coughs> one of those or two or three or maybe all four. If you're experiencing bloating, this is your body's response. To stress because if you think about it if I hit my wrist on the table and it, blo- and, it and it swelled up mm. that is inflammation right and water comes to the scene to cool down the inflammation so imagine inflammation is like a fire water comes and cools it down If you get bloated, it's a sign that something is stressing the body, an inflammatory response happens, water comes to the scene and it's water that's making your stomach feel hard. Mm. That's the bloating, right? Yeah. Because it's not like a physical pillow you've pushed in. (laughs) It's water, something from within your body that comes. So bloating is actually a beneficial response because it's there to bring inflammation down. The question is, why are you bloated? So all of those reasons, Overtraining, eating something that doesn't agree with you, stress at work during your period, all of these reasons your body is trying its best to help you lower the stress and lower the inflammation. The only way we can do that is look at the root, which is all those mm. reasons. So if you're going to a spin class and you are bloating afterwards, for me, it's not beneficial.
0: So just to talk about this quickly, t- t- touching on the spin class thing, is it, so I um, I heard, and I'm sure you have thoughts on this, that not every, so I think that there's a massive like CrossFit culture, there's working your body to a certain degree. Like I've been to these like, you know, functional fitness classes where they are so hard. I would say I'm like a mid-level fitness person I'm not completely unfit but I'm definitely not like a super athlete I'm mid-level and I do find the classes quite hard and I find them hard to the point sometimes where I'm like oh I just don't want to go because I just like it's too it's too much for me is is it true that some people's bodies are just not meant to be going and like working yourself in a high intensity environment like my body feels the best when I've done either working out weights in the gym or a pilates or a yoga or a a long walk I'm not a runner (laughs) absolutely not I will go to a spin class though is that a case of some people's bodies or everyone can get to that level and be a super if they like work hard enough what's the kind of difference yeah I I love
1: this question so first of all it's really important that you listen to yourself. Yeah. So what you just said is gonna be unique to you, but it's true for you, right? So no amount of PT or trainer or coach telling you to do something that you know doesn't work for you is, is good for you. So yeah. don't listen, listen to what your body's telling you. If you feel like going to that spin class is not what you wanna do, or doing a thousand burpees it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. You've got to find what works. So what I would say is <clears throat> if your body right now was a car, you've got different brands of car, different ages of car, different, you look after mm. your car differently. If you're <coughs> driving a Ferrari, go and rev your engine, sprint that Ferrari down the road, drive really fast, cool, play flat out. That's a high performance car. It can take high performance activities. Mm. If you're currently driving a Renault Clio and it's a bit banged up, it's not really working and it keeps breaking down. Why are you racing it so hard? Mm. Slow the hell down. Now, can that Renault Clio be souped up? Yeah, I can change the engine a bit. I can have good oil. I can look after the tires, just like you can look after your nutrition, just like you can look after your gut health, just like you can look after your sleep. Will that Clio, which banged up not great, with those little tweaks, can it perform better? Yes. Can that Clio? then drive a little bit faster and perform a little bit better. Yes. But if you're currently in a Renault Clio, don't be, and it's not, and you're not working on those areas and got bad mm. tires, bad windscreens, bad engine. Don't be racing it like a Ferrari. Mm. Cause you're going to stress it and it's going to burn out. Mm. And this is what burnout is, is people pushing what they've got over the limit. And, and that creates the problem. That's what burnout is. Burnout is, chronic stress that your body cannot handle that all the hormones especially for women get pissed off they're like well you burnt us out okay we're gonna leave we're not gonna help you anymore (laughs) we're not gonna help you and as a female if you're listening to this your hormones run the show so your thyroid your estrogen your progesterone all of them there's hundreds of hormones they need to be balanced Mm. so I recommend for all of my clients when I work with them, I'm like, look, I don't train them in their fitness. None of my clients get fitness programs from me. Mm -hmm. I don't touch it. I'm like, look, I work on your nutrition. I work on your lifestyle. I look at your hormones. I look at your blood work. Walk. Go and walk Mm -hmm. because I know walking won't damage you. All these other workouts, I do CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I love CrossFit. I'm a big advocate for CrossFit. But I look after my nutrition, I look after my gut health, I look after my sleep, I look after my blood, I look after my testosterone, all of these areas I look after. So I feel, I'm not gonna say I'm a Ferrari, Probably, maybe I, I like to think of a BMW. Mm. <laughs> An <Aldi-T2>. Audi <laughs> TT. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I can race it a little bit hard. Yeah. Now, for most women and, and guys, I would recommend Walking is a fund movement. is a fundamental mm. aspect of what we need in our lives. So whether it's just walking for a, half an hour a day, or standing at a standing desk and standing up and moving around the room, or whether it's dancing, or whether it's walking, you know, down the road for ten minutes to your car rather than parking right outside your building, you're going to get major benefits. That's a big rock movement. Second is, I, I believe. Some strength training like mm. that your heart rate doesn't go too high but you're lifting something because the more muscle you have the better your blood sugar can be regulated you've got more storage for the sugar mm. so you can handle. you know i mean see all these athletes and they're always eating ice cream they're eating sugar i'm like yeah but they look how much muscle they can they've handle got. they can handle it so yeah having more muscle is like having a bigger boot in your car you can handle a bit more shopping mm. if you've got no muscle then you're like a little frail little car. It can't be like a little bicycle. It can't handle much food. Mm. Can't handle much excess sugar. So you've got to play with your body and say to yourself, well, you know, what's right for me isn't right for you. And what's right for you isn't right for me. You've got to work it out Mm. and take, that's why I said my talent or my skill is taking someone from A to B. I want you to get to B, but we need to see where A is first. Mm. If you're not in a good position right now, making you train as if you're in position B Today is not the answer.
0: That is so interesting because th- this was something that I um, chatted on the podcast about diet culture with my friend Jo, who's a personal trainer, and she had exactly the same response about walking. It's one of the most important things, and we talked about walking for weight, like it's a, um, it's such an important part of anyone's weight loss journey. And I was saying to her when I did um, this transformation challenge, which I'm going to do again, and it's more less to transform, but it's more so, like set me on a right path because it's at a time where this big event that I'm working on, which is stressing me out. One, when I did it um, over the summer, and then I went to my first kind of, it's not CrossFit, it's like functional training at the den. I was the most fit I've ever been and I hadn't done one exercise class during the time I did low and pretty much low intensity strength training that wasn't getting my heart race up and I was walking and maybe i did like one or two couple of yoga classes and when i did that i was the most fit i ever did and then i went back to the den after the summer and during this time period of like really stressed at work and i can't i'm so i feel so unfit but i know that it's probably because now you said it there are other things that i'm not nourishing myself in other ways and i'm the rene clear that's got like busted up and which, I, I physically is, can't do it
1: yes and this is what i want want every person to hear at this moment you were really working hard in work right mm. so your priorities shift a little bit it doesn't mean that health isn't a priority it just means that that hour that you may have spent before xyz doing cycling or spinning or rowing or whatever you do had to be reallocated to work mm. now that's okay obviously for the long term there's going to be some negatives from that but Maybe for your work, it's going to be some positives. Mm. I always believe that walking is only ever going to be a net benefit to every single person because you're out in the sun, you're walking, you're moving, your joints, it's never going to be something that's negative. Mm. Whereas overtraining, a lot of a hit or a lot of burpees, even though I love all of that stuff, over the top amounts of it can be damaging. Yeah. And if, especially, we'll go into this in a second, but especially if you're currently following a diet that's very low fat, if you overtrain, your body will use your fat as a store, as a, as an energy source. But what makes hormones is fat. So if you're overtraining and you're not eating enough fat, your body's got no choice but to use what the hormones should be using Mm. and the hormones won't be upgraded. So yeah, you can or what I always say to people is optimal weight doesn't mean optimal health. Optimal health always leads to optimal mm. weight. So start by getting healthy, your weight will stabilize where it needs mm. to be. You might be underweight. You might be overweight. But when you're healthy, you will move into optimal.
0: Let's talk about this fat thing. So when you say fats, like there are different types of fats, obviously, and we're talking about the quote unquote good fats, right? Because like there's trans fats, which are your kind of saturated fats that we need to look out for. Corn syrup, all these things that are kind of hidden, hidden in foods like massively, especially in a place like Dubai, which has very few kind of fresh foods options especially ones that are like reasonably priced like it's just ridiculous here but like when also when we're like putting foods together to make a meal we obviously want to be including fats into that and I think that from say so this is also from diet culture I think that we're scared of fats where we grew up with our mums preaching this low-fat low-fat thing mm-hmm. like my mum would used to have low-fat margarine but then she'll eat like I don't know like a Cornetto or something so like I think that we've grown up with low mm-hmm. fat and mm-hmm. now we're scared of fats but I think that what would be interesting to hear from you is the education on what fats are best and when we should be eating the fats.
1: Okay. I love this question. So number one, remember the word I said balance? Yeah. The body needs to be balanced. So if you're listening to this and you have been ever like listening to this kind of low fat uh, kind of philosophy that our parents have often been kind of pummeled with and we've kind of adopted often. Well, If you're low fat, then by default, you have to be high carb. Why? Because the only two macros that provide energy, I mean, protein can be synthesized into energy long-term, but if you think about it, like, eat loads of chicken, it's not like suddenly giving you energy. Protein Protein is there to build and to recover and to grow your cells. It's not there for energy. The two macros that are there for energy are fat or carbohydrates. So if you are following a low fat diet, your body needs energy, needs fuel in the pump. If you're if you're a car and you're putting petrol in, you either put diesel or or gas, right? So you either put fat or you put carbs. Mm. You you decide. If you're following a low-fat diet, it means you have to be a high carb diet by by default. So one
0: says I find him and just whatsapp him and be like. I'm on a business call.
1: We're so busy.
0: We're so busy.
1: So busy. So okay. yeah, you can be high carb or and low fat, or you can be high fat and low carb, or why not just be balanced? Why not be having fat and having carbs in your life? That's what I promote, mm. balanced, right? So carbs now have a bit of bad reputation. So we went from being low-fat, now we're like, we wanna be low-carb. That's Mm -hmm. the current philosophy. Keto, the worst
0: diet ever. What
1: people don't realize is keto was actually designed as a diabetes and cancer intervention Mm. because it was for people that needed to bring their blood sugars low very fast, bring inflammation down very quickly because for example, cancer thrives in a very sugary environment, diabetes obviously a high sugar. So for most people, If we don't have cancer, we don't have diabetes, why do we need to follow keto? Now, better for me is to follow a more balanced approach where we use carbs as part of our meals, but in those meals where carbs are, we've got protein, we've got fiber, we've got fats. So that those other three macros can help balance. Mm -hmm. So one of the things people don't realize is people always give attention to fat, fat, carbs and protein Fibre is actually under the carbohydrate name, but (coughs) I think it should be separate because it behaves Mm. differently than other carbs. So fibre exists with sugar in nature. So if you think about it, if you think about sugar cane, as this big stick and we strip away the fibre and we're left with this this liquid that we then uh, get the sugar grains from. This is, but in nature it exists together. When I work with a client, I say to them, look, we've got to put back what industry has stripped away. Mm. So if industry has stripped away fiber, we need to bring fiber back. So that's step number one. That solves a lot of issues for people. But the second question you asked is well, what fats? I'm gonna keep this really simple for you. Mm. Like I love simple tricks. For me, when you go to a supermarket and you look at the like, oils you know, in the store, they keep it really easy for you. On the left, there'll be glass bottles. On the right, there'll be plastic bottles.
0: I remember you saying this at Phuket Cleanse, carry on. Right? Yeah.
1: So the plastic bottles are cheap. The glass bottles are more expensive. The plastic bottles, 99% of the time, are filled with refined seed oils, canola oil, vegetable oil, all of these, sunflower oil, all of these. The glass bottles will be filled with olive oil, ghee, Uh, coconut oil Mm. keep it really simple the ones in the glass bottle generally are the good ones the ones in the plastic bottles generally the bad ones Mm. just to keep it really really simple that's step number one step number two olives olive oil are my absolute favorite because you can always add it pretty much into every meal. Whether you're having um, a roast dinner, whether you're having a salad, whether you're having eggs on toast, you can always add olive oil on mm. as your good source of fat. Butter, I love. Ghee, I love. Now, that doesn't mean that you just like eat a whole block of butter, but you can definitely add it on into your meals. Mm. Coconut oil, coconut milk, nuts and seeds full of full of good fats. So For me, keeping it really simple, most of my clients, if I had to give them five good fats, it's gonna be olive oil, coconut oil, olives, nut butters, and I would say probably butter and ghee. Keep it really simple.
0: Would you not include avocado?
1: Oh yeah, I love avocado. avocado. The only problem with avocado is, this is what most clients when I start working with them is, they're just like, well, I can't eat five avocados every day because I'm like, I want to have fat in every Mm. meal so that I can't have five avocados. I'm like, nope, I fully agree. It's not always, you know, have a couple a week, but I want you to have no reason not to do this. And that's why olive oil for me is the secret one. And if you look, Greeks, Italians, Spanish, Arabs, olive oil has always been part. Mm.
0: And like, I think, I've got one question before we move on, but um, I think that if you look at the blue zones as well of like the longest living people, Sardinia is one of them. And it's because they have a high olive oil yeah, con- exactly. count in their diet. Just a quick one on olive oil and genuinely these like health, I'm going to call them healthy fats for a bond for a better word, olive oil, coconut oil, mm. seed, blah, blah, blah. So calories is obviously, we all know that calories is just a measurement of how like the energy source, right? So I think that people get scared. The reason why they're scared of fats, in my opinion, avocados, olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, is that a teaspoon or like a drizzle is actually quite high calorie count, like a calorie count. If you are working towards a calorie deficit because you're trying to lose weight, should we count the olive oil that we're putting in our food, like obviously, you know, God, we're not like glugging canola oil, but if you're drizzling or like, I do not teaspoon out my olive oil. I'm like, throw it in there mm. because I know that it's good or like on a salad or something. Mm. If we are working to a calorie deficit, do you, cause also we have to think that something like an olive oil has fiber in it. If something like avocado has fiber in it. So you're going to poo out some of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Would you suggest not counting it so much being so strict with these fats because they are crucial what would you say so on that? everyone's
1: a little bit different and we have different schools of thought and i never want to slam a fitness trainer or a nutritionist who follows a calorie counting model <coughs> yeah but i think there's a time and place for it if you're an athlete or if you've got really strict weight goals that you want to hit, i think it has its place mm. however if you have a child and you're, you, you, know, you want that child to have a balanced life and to have a good relationship with food, do you count their calories?
0: No, no you, wouldn't, would you, you know? wouldn't,
1: right? So as, as you wouldn't do that to a child, what would you do? You would ask them, look, have some vegetables on your plate, have some, have some meat on your plate, have, have some potatoes or carbs on your plate, have some fiber on your plate, have some fats. That's the approach you would take, right? That's a very simple mm-hmm. model. Most people are so far removed from what I've just said, they're jumping into calorie counting. I'm like, your basics aren't right, mm. right? So what I would say is for most people, you'd benefit from getting your basics right then and, and, and listening to your body. So if you're hungry within two hours of eating that balanced meal, it's probably an indicator the meal wasn't big enough mm. or there wasn't enough fat or fiber or protein or whatever. So I, that's why I get clients to track. By pen and paper, no, no software, no weighing out their food, I get them to track and I say, look, if you're hungry within two hours or three, the next time you eat the next day and you eat a similar meal, make it 20% bigger. Just keep it roughly. I mean, I don't get it. The idea of busy people who, you know, got kids, got families, weighing out every gram of their food. Now, if that's you and you benefit from that, go ahead and do it. The majority of my clients, they ain't got time for that. And they don't want to do that. They want to have a good relationship with the food. So I would say this, calories in a fat, in one gram of fat, one milliliter of fat is nine. Carbs are basically half that, they're four. So in terms of more energy being in a fat, 100%, there is more, there's double. Mm. But that doesn't mean go and have like you know five hundred grams of carbs and then be scared of like ten milliliters of olive oil. Like the solution is to bring both into balance. Mm. Bring carbs down, raise up your fat. Yeah, because your body can only use fat and carbs for fuel. The difference is this: fat is the only macronutrient that supports hormones. Mm. Sugar and carbohydrates have, especially for, you know, if you're very high in those can have a negative effect because they're inflammatory and raise your blood sugar. So the answer isn't have no carbs or go high carbs or go low fat or go high fat, bring them into balance because fat has a role beyond just calories. And I've got something to say about the calories as a model, as a model, the calorie model is a bit flawed. And I'm Mm. going to delve into this for a second One, it's measured in a lab. Your body is not a lab. It's not a Bunsen burner. It doesn't burn like that. All of our bodies burn calories or burn energy different. Calorie is a measure of energy. It is not energy, number one. Number two, don't you think it's convenient that there's four calories in a gram of protein and a gram of carbs, and there's nine. I mean, these perfect, in fact, these perfect integers, these perfect numbers. Mm. There's errors in these numbers, yeah. Right. So, for example, it'll be like there's, you know, three point six uh, calories of in, in, in one gram of protein, or there's like you know eight point seven uh, calories in a gram of fat. So they're slightly off. That's number one. So let's say there's a ten percent error in the calorie calculations anyway, mm. just because of error cal- uh, of the accuracy. So ten percent wrong there. Then what makes it even worse is the back of your food labels that you were using the calorie model for, the back of those food labels are allowed by law to be 20% inaccurate. So they they can say 20 grams of protein on the back of a product. It might be 16. It might be 24. Mm. They're allowed to be 20% inaccurate. So if you take those two bits of information I just told you, 10% error, in the calorie themselves, 20% inaccuracy in the data on the back of a food label, plus we are all different, our metabolism is different. So there are so many inaccuracies. So that's why I'm like, well, why are we applying such accuracy to a model that's inaccurate? The third thing is, is that the calorie model assumes your basal metabolic rate, right? That's your starting point, but you know, Many factors will move this up and down your size, how you use your body, but even the temperature, even the weather. Have you noticed that in the summer you don't eat as much as in the mm. winter? Why? Because your body is colder in the winter, so it needs more energy to heat yourself up. I don't see nutritionists and trainers telling their clients, Oh, you know, it's the winter, eat a bit more. I don't get it. Your body is performing in a different environment. So it does have a higher energy requirement mm. in the colder months than it does in the hotter months. So there's a few factors there. Um, don't, again, I'd probably get hate mail being like no. oh God, calories are like the King, but I think they've got a role to play, but we need to get the basics right mm. first. If after, I mean, I use it with my clients after I've done the basics, then I start looking at the grams and the micronutrients and the iron levels and all of that. But I need to get the basics right mm. first. Then I go into the medical, into the blood work, into the lab reports, into the hormones. But it's that order. I don't dive into blood work and hormones on the first meeting of time. Mm. I get I just look at their physics. It's a first. slow,
0: a slow process. But then all things like it's like rabbit in the hair, isn't it? Not rabbit in the hair. Tortoise tortoise, and, tortoise in the hair. Yeah. Like I think that over there's no quick fix. I think there's no I think there's no magic pill. Um and I think that i think it's so valuable what you're saying about fixing the things around your life that like other than your food and your exercise because i think we're so concentrating on like oh my god i need to work out like five times a week and need to be in a calorie deficit and like without actually thinking about all the other things like your sleep and like how stressed you are at work and like are you in a good place in your relationship i would have forever have just like forgotten about those things like like now i've not worked out for like two weeks and it's because i'm so busy at work i'm just like not even thinking about it but i need to like get to a place where i'm like okay it's okay it's not a priority but i know that i'll come through the other side and make health priority once i'm I'm done i'm gonna say something
1: controversial tell me no one got unhealthy because they didn't go to a gym right
0: Mm. we
1: got unhealthy because of what we did outside of the gym so the solution, it makes sense, that you don't solve a problem that was not created in the gym by going to the gym. You solve the cause of the problem, which is your food, your sleep, your stress. You solve those first, like I said with the car. Once you've souped up your car and it's ready to go, go here to the gym. enjoy yourself. Mm. You personally, I know you. I think if I were coaching you, I would recommend 100 percent. Looking after your food. Don't be perfect, just pretty decent. Get some good sleep because you're going to need it because you're stressed at work. And then the third thing is just move. Just, you know, if you're on a work call, get your mobile phone, put it to your ear and walk around the room. Mm. It doesn't have to be always going to the gym. I don't, like, if you're an alien and you came down to (laughs) planet Earth and you were like, right, what are these humans up to? And you looked into a gym... And you saw people exerting energy for for moving barbells that stayed in the same place. They would be like, you guys crazy. What are you doing this for? Like nothing, the, the gym closes, everything in the gym stays the same. All these humans have just come in here, done all this effort and everything stayed the same. So for me, you know, I believe a lot of people are going to the gym, spending a lot of money, spending a lot of time traveling to the gym when I actually they get a lot more benefit from just movement mm. and building up to the gym. Mm. So you That's know, what
0: I need to do right now. Build, do up, it now. build up to the gym. I do take the dog for a walk, which is also like such a like moment of like solace. I love doing that. Sick in a podcast, go for a walk. And I think that, that now it's getting cooler in Dubai. It's just also, it's just, for I do it for mental health as well like sometimes I just need to just like get away from my laptop and just go for a nice walk like I think that doing things also like doing things that make you feel good like I know that yoga makes me feel really good and I do it more for my mental health rather than what it's going to do to my body and I think that's super key
1: Fiona thank you mic drop there mic drop mic drop drop.
0: El recommends so as you all know, we have a code lovebikes20 that is redeemable on all full price items for a 20% discount, free global shipping for anyone over $100, for anyone over $100, for people buying over $100 4 hour delivery in Dubai. And there are now three stores, one in al on the beach JBR, and also Mall of Emirates. So... On this segment, we talk about things that we recommend. Um, it can be anything. It can be what you're consuming this week, from like TV, books, whatever. What is your recommendation this week to our listeners? I'll say readers. They're not reading. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I love like how freestyle you, you are. can. You it's can tell that angle. I'm like,
0: wow. It's like the end of the week. Can't even do the ad properly. We
1: need to get your energy levels up.
0: I'm so honestly. I'm like I. Can't, I don't even know what month it is. I think
1: many people have this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like on the edge of burnout where I'm like, don't get to that stage. So I'm like, <laughs> need to, I've got like, you know, when like, this is so by the way, completely off tangent, you know, when you're leading, your life's leading up to something and I'm like, I know once that's over, everything's going to be fine. So I'm like, just get it done. And then I can be in a relaxed. Oh, I'm so, excited for you. Yeah, I know, me
1: too. I'm really excited okay, for you. Okay, let's get it done. Okay, so what I would recommend, I think this is quite relevant to you, actually. Um, all of us have to drink water. We need water. It. Yeah. We need it. Like, you, your body needs drink it. Enough. Yeah. And I walk around with a big bottle, uh, about two litres I really recommend if you if you're listening to this, get go ahead and getting a bottle if you haven't already got one and you know fill it up at the start of the day and drink it throughout the day and fill it up again as much as you can. But drinking water alone, I think we can upgrade it with very simple strategy. And I'm gonna tell you what to do and why everyone can benefit from this. It's it's the best. It's the best hack that if I if I could have invented this product myself, I would have. But... The good thing is, nature did it. So, yeah, we all have access. Chia seeds. Do you know what chia I seeds are? I love
0: chia seeds. Yeah. Mm.
1: Have you ever, like, put them in your water?
0: No, but don't think they're a bit frog spawny.
1: Okay, listen to this. Okay. Get ready. Yeah. Now, you know, bubble tea?
0: Love bubble tea.
1: Okay. If you love bubble tea, <coughs> think of chia in your water like bubble tea.
0: Right.
1: Now, chia, if you take a chia seed and put it in water, it will expand by about 20 times its size. Right, So that little seed expands by 20 times. What's expanding is the water, right? Now, when you drink water and there's chia seeds in it, you bring that chia, that expanded chia, into your stomach, into your digestive tract. Now, here's all the benefits. Number one, chia is the perfect balance of protein, fiber, and fat, right? All three, the body needs protein for building, fiber for balancing blood sugar and gut health, and fat for fuel and for hormone health. Now I wanna go through each one very quickly. The fat in chia seeds are omega-3s. Omega-3 is anti-inflammatory. I told you the biggest problem in in most people, Mm. we have chronic inflammation. Uh, 88% of people in the Western world have metabolic dysfunction. It means their metabolism is not functioning very well. 50% of people, are either pre-diabetic or diabetic, and Mm. they don't even know it. So inflammation, these are inflammatory problems. So omega-3s are gonna help that. High in fiber, the fiber is gonna balance your blood sugar. So if you're a bit partial to a few cakes and cookies when you're at work, okay, you're probably not gonna eat them with a salad, which is fiber. So instead, drink it with some chia water. The fiber will help stabilize your blood sugars Mm. throughout the day. Number two, it's full of protein. We always need more protein. Most clients I work with struggle to get enough protein in. No worries, it's in your water. The second thing is that as those chia seeds expand, they hold more water. What brings down inflammation is water. Mm. So you can stay extra hydrated to bring down that inflammation. The third thing is there's three types of hunger there's what I call, I call it with my clients, a volumetric hunger. It's when you're, there's a void in your stomach, there's a volume that's not filled. Well, I told you chia seed fills up by 20 times the size. So this can help. The second thing is energetic and mental hunger. Energetic hunger, you need energy, so mm. fat. And mental hunger, mental focus, you need fat. So chia seeds have all of that. And the last thing, most clients I work with have gut issues. Their mm. gut is not digesting properly. They're constantly bloated. Uh, they don't feel good. They, Sorry to be graphic. They don't go to the toilet regularly. And when they do go, the stools aren't great. So they you can be sad. as graphic as
0: you like. We talk about anal, it's fine.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So poo. <laughs> I'm poo gonna t- poo talk is fine. Talk, talk about shit. So poo is a problem mm. for most of the clients I work with. Most of them. Their digestion is bad, the smell is bad, gut problems, guys and girls, it's, it's not good. Now, what heals the gut, people are always buying up like probiotics. I'm like, mm. okay, forget that for a moment. What, do, what is a probiotic? It's bacteria, but what does bacteria eat? It eats prebiotic. Prebiotic is just fiber. So when you eat loads of salads, when you eat loads of vegetables, when you eat loads of nuts and seeds, the probiotic that exists in your body anyway needs to eat this stuff to multiply. Chia seeds are high in fiber. So all that good fermented stuff you're spending money on, all those probiotic f- tablets you're buying, all that kombucha you're drinking, if you don't have enough fiber in your body,
0: it's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. That is so interesting. Okay. I'm, ch- I'm
1: changing your world.
0: Yeah, you are. So cheer, cheer, cheer. Because on the topic, God, this is like So supposed to be fifty minutes. I know we're going to go off, but it's fine. Um, it's a bonus episode, so we don't need to six to things. So, just quickly on the probiotics thing, because like I have definitely heard this of having a tablet of probiotics actually, or like you see these like gummy bear probiotics. Obviously, sugar is going to kill the probiotics. It's not bio available. You should be eating these fermented foods and whatnot: kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, etc. But what you're basically saying is we can eat that all day long. But if we're not getting enough fiber, we may as well not be eating it. Because I think that that's a really crucial thing that we're not told. We're told, oh, yeah, go drink kombucha. It's good for your health. But no one's saying you should have X amount of fiber or like enough fiber in your body. Okay, that is is so interesting.
1: Because you got pro and you got pre. Mm. Probiotic is basically means promoting bacteria. Right, So it's a a beneficial bacteria. So every time you have a fermented, pickled or cultured item, uh, kombucha, kimchi, all the ones you've mentioned, they're full of bacteria, good beneficial bacteria. You ingest them, they're sat in your stomach, waiting to be fed. They need to eat something. They need to eat fiber. If they don't eat fiber, they will die. Yeah,
0: they're not doing anything. And do
1: you know what the bad bacteria eat? Sugar. Sugar. So we're busy feeding ourselves carbohydrates and sugar feeding all the bad bacteria and then we're not eating enough fiber Mm. so people's gut are what we call in a state of imbalance which is called gut dysbiosis and it's gut dysbiosis which is making us not feel good within our gut and it's actually linked to mental health Mm. like the studies are clear if i if i told you like you're about to get on stage in front of a million people, you will feel some reaction in your gut, mm. maybe a bit of fear. Well, does it not make sense then that how healthy and how good your stomach feels has an impact on your brain. The brain-gut axis is very, very mm. strong. So if you're currently, I'm not gonna, you know- We talk de- about
0: nervous poos a lot. Yes! Before a date, you do a lot of nervous poos because you're scared, you're because like, you're your, your stomach's scared, like stomach's Because punching. your body
1: wants to get the shit out of it so it can run away faster.
0: Oh my God, this is a so lighter, exciting. A
1: lighter body is faster at getting away from danger. Mm-hmm. So, stress of a date or getting up on stage or going into a competition or going into an interview, your body's re- remember, I told you physical, mental, emotional mm-hmm. stress is all stress. It's mm-hmm. all the same. So, if you're about to embark on any three of those things or one of them, your body wants to get rid of excess because it's going to fight in a second. So, you know, imagine go, Imagine you're a warrior and you're a, or an MMA, MMA fighter. <coughs> you don't want to be full of shit because mm. you're about to fight. Your body doesn't want to waste energy digesting all the shit inside of you. Mm-hmm. It wants to be fighting, getting away, running away. Mm. So just know when your body has this rapid, like, excretion, trying to get, you know, we... We, we have the phrase, right? Like, oh, I shit myself, I was so scared. Yeah. Right? That's it's a, a fear response.
0: Oh, this is so, this is excellent. i right, I'm gonna move on to Elk Shores, which is also wellness related. And then we'll do right. Have you watched, and I watched this recently, the Goop Netflix documentary. And this is actually something we did at Phuket fans I always say his name wrong. Wim Hof, mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah. The Iceman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they so the goop um documentary is goop is gwyneth paltrow's uh brand she's got a wellness i'm gonna say wellness that's the only word i can use for it it's a website it's a blog it's basically this whole thing um and she's done a documentary where they test different um hashtag wellness activities <clears throat> one of them was ice so when I went to Phuket Cleanse, Beanie and I, who we call Flick the Beanie on this podcast. <laughs> I love this. <coughs> excuse me. We tried this fire and ice therapy, which was going in the ice bath. And then you get out and you go in the sauna and you go back in. Um, and they do this on the Grand Palter and they talk about all the benefits of it. Are you an ice bather?
1: <coughs> okay, I'm going to be me. really honest. I struggle. Mm. I'm, I mean, I'm just the biggest wuss. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I, get, I couldn't handle it. I get really cold, but I need to say this. It's the best thing for you, Yeah. but I'm human and I've got to be honest. I wish that I had the kind of mental capacity to want to do it. I don't like it.
0: I didn't, I couldn't do it. So we got, there's this plunge pool thing. Beanie went straight in and like just went for it. And also I was so impressed because that was not a time, Beanie was not in a good mental state. Like her dad had died like a couple of months before we went and I was like in awe that she just got in there straight away, was so brave. I like couldn't get in. Who was the guy? Who's the guy that did did it? I can't remember his name, but it it took me a couple of goes to like get in there. Mm -hmm. I I did get in there and, but like, it really takes a lot of like mental capacity to be able to do it. I'm also worse. I also really enjoy a hot shower. Mm. And, and they talk about this, like doing like the cold shower thing in the morning. And I'm like, no, like my shower time is like my me time. Don't take it away from exactly. me. I'm like, no, I tried it actually after I watched um, the episode. Then the next day I tried it and I was like, no, it's just not for me. I'll do other things
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like I believe that ice bathing Is something that can really be beneficial to health. But as I've just said, if it doesn't work for you, you don't do it. Mm. So, you know, we're all trying to find these hacks and, uh, you know, trying to find ways and strategies, trying to add more into our day. Often it's about just removing things that are Mm. causing stress to begin with. Now, ice bathing does bring inflammation down, it does upgrade your hormones, it does bring down inflammation. There's huge amounts of benefits to it. Mm. I don't do
0: it. I also think that with ice ice bathing as well teaches you your breath like breath as well because what also like we're gonna move on in a second but in Phuket cleanse a lot of what they did so just for everyone I touched on this many times it's a retreat essentially a cleanse retreat that it's a week long where you can people can stay for longer and basically do it's like a programmed thing and you do workout strength workouts there's tons of yoga it's like the food is insane and um, Beanie and I went. 2019 for my birthday actually in december and um they talked a lot about breath work and physical exercise because i think a lot of people don't know how to breathe properly to optimize mm. how they're working out anyway so that also is another thing i think if you're not breathing properly doing these ice baths, you are going to have a panic attack mm. basically my final one and my recommendation of the week is the wild by tart recipe book do you know wild by tart no. it's basically two women in london they have a restaurant And their food, so obviously we all know the delicious Liela's of the world, the plant-based. Wild By Tart is not plant-based, but all their recipes, please go buy their book. I can't remember the name of it because it's on the top of my head. I didn't write it down, I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. But it's a Wild By Tart cookbook and all the recipes are like super nourishing and they're also delicious. So they've got this like white chocolate raspberry tart, but like the crust is like crushed nuts and everything. It's not like super woo-woo. It's like all just really like healthy, but decadent. Recipes. So, combining all our like education from today, you can go make yourself a nice meal, but that's also balanced. I love that. I know. Well, we've done a lot. We, I did. I did the comfort mob book, which is sitting over there. Um, as a recommendation because I love a recipe book. I'm still a fan of getting the physical book mm. and then cooking, mm. I'm into that. Anyway, well, thank you so much. This has been so good and great for our bonus episode. Um, where can people find you? And do you have anything else to add? You can find me,
1: probably the best <coughs> place is Instagram. Mm. I'm Bill Anthony with an M at the end. Um, and that's my website as well.com. .com. Um, and I would love to hear from you guys. If you're struggling with your health, if you want to optimize if you just want to level up even if things are good remember it can always be better um get in touch i'd love to help you work with you help you on that journey because i just see it time and time again with all of my clients when they optimize their health just everything's better like they can be happier they can be healthier they show up in relationships better they show up at work better And what I would say to anyone listening, one final kind of closing comment. I love that. One more thing, is just do what works for you. Find out what works for you. And kind of shut down all the other generic fads, all these ideas, get educated. There's something that I really focus on is educating my clients so that they become their own coaches. Mm -hmm. So they don't need someone like me in their life. Now, taking back your power taking back control, making decisions that work for you, personalized decisions, I think there's no better feeling that you can go into any restaurant, any shop, go to dinner with your friends and go, you know what, I'm gonna eat what works for me. And what works for you is what nourishes you. So I'll leave you with that.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much and we shall see you soon.